Hello, and welcome to Weird Things and Wine, the show where we sip wine and talk about all things weird. My name is Tash. And my name is Mia. And today, we will be talking about Hawaiian myths and legends. Shall we jump right into it? I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Cheers! Hawaii is not only a popular tourist destination, but it is also home to many fascinating legends. Hidden deep within the wilderness, you won't just find breathtaking waterfalls and beautiful scenery. You may also be lucky enough to stumble across the Menehune. Or perhaps you'll meet a much more harrowing fate and instead encounter the Night Marchers. Or maybe you'll be one of the few who meets face-to-face the goddess of lava and creation. After all, Hawaii's folklore is as diverse as the nature that hides its mythological inhabitants. So this podcast is quite near and dear to my heart because... Hawaii is part of my heritage. This is a really interesting one for you, especially. Yeah. I really was excited to learn more about it, too, because I think Hawaii is beautiful. It is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) There's quite a few things that I've heard sort of in passing, either from my father or from just other aunties there, who just make jokes like, don't stay out past on you know? (laughs) Like little little, tidbits of information. I don't know if I should do this as a trivia if that's really dumb. Trivia. I don't think it fits as a trivia. Okay. I think it's just more of a fact. <laughs> I feel silly putting this in here what now. What is it? Well, if it sounds well, silly, I'll cut it out. Okay. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Hawaii is apparently the only state that grows coffee commercially. <laughs> really? <laughs> Didn't you want to know that? <laughs> I don't really know what that means. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this one's more interesting. This one I actually did know. So Hawaii was the first state to ban plastic bags. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. I love that. So their thing of actually banning plastic bags is just, it was for a long time, you have to pay if you want one of their plastic bags. And now they're turning all of their plastic bags into more reusable, either like reused plastic bags, like plastic mesh-ish type stuff, or just paper bags okay yeah that's they're smart. doing good that's a smart way to do it in canada we have you can get plastic bags but you do have to pay a little more yes but i think that having reusable bags is the way to go i say that but i always forget to bring them into the store so i don't know yeah yeah same <laughs> <laughs> so i did some background on the hawaiian people So fun fact that I didn't actually include in my notes, there is no W in the Hawaiian language. Oh. Which is odd that their (laughs) literal name is Hawaii. Yeah, with a W. Yeah, so instead of when they pronounce it, they don't say Hawaii, they say Hawaii. Hawaii? Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Okay. Tips on sounding like a local. (laughs) (laughs) Technically speaking, there's, I think, eight main Hawaiian islands. But in reality, there's 137 islands in total. This also includes like really tiny islands, like I believe like Chinaman's Hat and Turtle Island, which are just tiny, tiny, tiny islands. Mm -hmm. It also includes at least one island that supposedly only pure-blooded Hawaiians are allowed to visit. Okay. And inhabit. Um, So the Hawaiian people in general... I don't know exactly how accurate this is, but I want to say that they're more traditional. Just as in, they believe that everything has their own mana, which is spirit, and that everything has its own place in our system. So they're not just coexisting with, like, plants and animals. 
they are a whole part of the plants and animals, if that makes any sense. Oh, that's so interesting. I don't I like know if that, that actually makes sense, but... <laughs> well, I mean, no no culture, like, no religion or, like, spirituality <laughs> makes sense, really. Fair. But it does, it does, I understand it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so this also means that they, in a certain way, are very spiritual people. So, for example, there are some places on islands that you, number one, shouldn't visit without Hawaiian blood. Number two, that you shouldn't step on without um, giving an offering. Givering, did I say? <laughs> without giving an offering. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there are some um, places that you shouldn't step on, or ground you shouldn't step on without giving an offering, or a ho'okupu. And another one is that if you remove anything from its natural place in this system, you will feel the wrath of Pele's curse. Right. Which we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. I just wanted to say one other thing that I thought was, or two things, pardon me, that I thought was um, interesting about Hawaiian people and culture. Both of these things are mostly about, like, greeting one another. I guess maybe more so, like, back in the traditional days, but still today I have seen some Hawaiian people greet each other this way. I think it's called the honi'ihu. I don't know how to say that. I'm really sorry because I should. (laughs) Um, Essentially what it is is you go up to someone and you like touch faces. Mm, So like like touch your nose and your forehead together. And the (laughs) reason why it's so special is because it's kind of like if you think of the breath of life, every living thing has the breath of life. And for humans, it comes from their nose and their mouth. So you're greeting someone by exchanging your own breath of life with their own. It's just very beautiful. That's very sweet, yeah. (laughs) Also, not something to do in COVID. Yeah, don't do that now. Don't do that today. Don't do it for a long time unless it's, you know, a very special circumstance. Yeah, wait wait a while. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The other thing I wanted to mention is if you have heard anything about Hawaii, you have probably heard the word aloha. (laughs) Yes. So it means a great many, many things. I usually get teased in school because... At the very basic level, means hello, goodbye, and I love you. And someone would go, aloha, guess what one I'm saying. That's so rude. <laughs> oh my god, kids suck. In a deeper level, aloha is sort of a word that's meant to be applied in everything that you do. So in everywhere that you go and everything that you touch, you do it with aloha. And also, aloha, in its most basic form, alo means presence or share, and ha means the breath of, breath of life. Oh. So aloha is you're bringing your essence and your love to everything that exists in the world. I love that. That's so sweet. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Okay. Thank you for letting me share that. I love that. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> Traditionally, Hawaiians have a lot of, I don't know if deities is the right word, but gods and legends? things that scare you in the night. Yeah, legends. Thank you. That's a much better word. We don't have time to talk about all of them, <laughs> so we've picked just a few. <laughs> yeah, some of the most popular, as well as, I know your family is, like, specifically from Oahu, mm-hmm. so that's where you go when you go there. Yes. So I did pick a few, or at least one that's specifically from Oahu. Thank you. That I thought would be interesting. Our first topic is a menehune, and I did notice that there were, like, these signs that would be, like, menehune at work when there's, like, construction and stuff, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's adorable. It's like a little play on tradition there. Yeah. Part one. Part one. Menehune. (laughs) 
So the Menehune, they're like a, a race of humans that are like small. Very, very small. They can be as small as like six inches, but they're generally around two to three feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. So they're but small. They're supposedly perfectly proportioned. Like yeah. if you just shrunk an actual full grown man. Comparing it to like Western mythology, they're like little elves or fairies. Yeah. yeah. Or um, leprechauns, they're compared to a lot. Oh, I get that. Yeah. You'll get it too. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> so they supposedly were on the islands before any humans came there. They come from nature and they live in the forest. Ooh, another um, similarity to what more Western culture is, I don't know if Cupids are Western or not, but they're not supposed to be magical, most of them, but apparently they did use magic arrows to turn love into or hate into love. It's very funny. These magic arrows supposedly only work on angry people. Yeah, to which, like make them feel love instead. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because these the Menehune. Every other facet of them has literally nothing to do with that Cupid Cupid's yeah. arrow. It's, it's just very odd. <laughs> yeah, and they also have like nothing to do with humans. They don't want anything to do with also humans. true. So they eat bananas and fish. They're very picky eaters. They're, yes. <laughs> so they will eat bananas and fish. And they are apparently also afraid of owls. So apparently the owl god would send his owls after them when they misbehaved. <laughs> so some, some reports say that they don't talk and others say that they spoke in like almost low growls. Like, um... Yeah, like that. <laughs> There's yeah. no better way to explain it than to just do it. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yet other people say that their laughter could be heard all over the islands. So Mm -hmm. there's conflicting reports as to what they sounded like. Yes. But they are known to be hardworking and skilled craftsmen, so they can build something in a night. Mm -hmm. And they really only work at night. That's really what they're known for, is their building skills. Well, we'll get into some reports as to what they have built, but um, their hobbies include dancing, singing, archery, cliff diving, and of course building things. Yes. I love the cliff diving one. Yeah, that's so neat. <laughs> it's also said that if you stumble across a menehune at work at night, they will completely abandon their work and then it will remain unfinished forever. They are not just picky eaters. They're just yes. picky in general. Yeah, they don't want to be seen at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so some of the things they are known for making are temples, ponds, roads, canoes, and houses. One of the most famous things that they have built is called the Alacoco Fish Pond, which is also known as the Menehune Fish Pond, which is on Kauai. Kauai, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this was built in the 15th century. What even it was the 15th century? I have no idea. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no concept <laughs> of time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> so the legend goes that they built this pond for two royal siblings, a princess and a prince, and apparently they made a line 25 miles long, or 40 kilometers, from Makawele, and they passed stones kind of to one another all the way down the line to make this pond. But the two siblings decided to sneak up and watch them work, which is a no-go. You're not supposed to do that with the Menehune. Mm-hmm. Um, but they ended up falling asleep, and when they were found... They were still asleep. The Menehune actually turned them into the two stone pillars that overlook the fish pond. Um, And they didn't actually get to finish the pond because the sun rose and they were interrupted. So it remained unfinished um, 
until it was finished by Chinese settlers a long time later. So the Menahune, they're quite curious. So there's some lore that says that in the event that you are not stumbling across them, if you're just out at night at the ocean or whatever and they stumble across you, they might you know, try and have some fun with you. Like, they might throw some rocks into the water. They might throw some rocks at you. <laughs> just just all in good fun. But it's said that if you are oblivious to all the things that are going on and you do not notice and respect that it's that you're in the presence of the Menahune, they might just turn you into stone anyways. <laughs> just for being there? Yeah, just for being there and for not acknowledging them and respecting them. Okay. Because... Again, Hawaiian people are very, I don't want to say spiritual, but I feel like that's the only word that's correct. So you have to show respect where it's owed. And these creatures are very sacred. And um, it seems that Hawaiian people are also a little bit afraid of them just because they sort of like appear. They'll appear somewhere and they'll do something funny for you, maybe, perhaps, or something mean, also, perhaps. Right. Or just shoot you with an arrow, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're known for turning people into stone pillars. Apparently. It's very specific. Are they going to get a love arrow or, like, stoned? So there is evidence of these creatures existing. This evidence has been found on a small island called Necker Island, and it is said to have been the place where the Menehune fled to after being kicked off Kauai by the Polynesians, because I guess they didn't get along for whatever reason. <laughs> I think they thought that the Menehune were a bit of a pest. Yes. Yeah. I guess they came back afterwards because there's reports of Menehune being spotted nowadays, but they went to Necker Island and there's been artifacts that have been found that depict small people without necks and they're about 1.5 feet tall, but they don't really look like other Hawaiian or Polynesian artifacts. So people believe that the Menehune created these artifacts depicting themselves and that's supposedly evidence of them actually existing that's cool yeah every spiritual thing every sacred thing that exists in the culture is supposed to have its own uh ho'okipu that you're said to offer it ho'okipu is offering let me actually fact check that ho'okipu is the correct word for that (laughs) ho'okupu sorry okay (laughs) um so the Menahune will have their own specific offering, which could just be like a specific flower or a specific leaf, or maybe it's fish or banana. But I am not being, I'm not able to find out exactly what it is. So just don't come across any Menahune, essentially. If you hear giggling at night or like <laughs> weird, yeah, <laughs> just in general, or like weird low growls, don't stick around. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know what to offer them. It's something worse. <laughs> Also possible. (laughs) There is the legend of the three Menehuno... Menehune. (laughs) Of... Ayanaho? Ayanaho? Ayanahau. Ayanahau? (laughs) Ayanahau. I'm sorry for my pronunciation. There's no apostrophe in this word, so I'm not sure if we're... If there's supposed to be an apostrophe in here or not. (laughs) I probably wrote it wrong. (laughs) I think it's probably Ainahau. The tale of the three Menehune of Ainahau, which is a forest on Maui. Their names were Ha'alulu. Ha'alulu. 
Ha'alulu. Elu. And Molawa. 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 Okay. So sorry. And they had magical powers. Ooh. So Ha'alulu translates to to tremble because he was always shivering. Apparently when he shook, he could actually turn invisible. Why didn't I get that power? Right? <laughs> I'm literally always shivering, <laughs> even in the summer. <laughs> Elu translates to quick and nimble because he was very fast and no one could keep up with him. Ooh. Molawa translates to lazy because he slept a lot, which I relate to. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually astral projected around the islands doing good deeds whenever he would sleep. Ooh, that's cool. Right? Actually, fun fact. It's being said that Hawaiian people may suffer a little bit more from, like, sleep paralysis or night terrors. Really? And or night terrors more than the other general public. Yes. Weird. It's very odd. There's questions if it's to do with the strong um, ancestral connection because there's a lot of traditional things that are done, like traditional chants, traditional clothing, traditional ceremonies that lots of hawaiians do to try and keep the bond with their ancestors excuse me keep the bond with their ancestors really strong also partially because i think i think this part i'm not sure okay (laughs) um it's also said that sort of like in mulan like in the beginning of mulan where there's that scene with all of her ancestors talking about her and then they send the ancestral dragon after her right Kind of like that, where all of your ancestors are said to help protect you and guide you throughout your life. Not sure if it's because of things like that that reportedly Hawaiians have more problems sleeping or really what it is. No one really knows. That's so No one even knows if it's actually true because who is going to study and compare <laughs> compare notes between <laughs> the Hawaiian people and the European people or the other people? <laughs> like... Right. That's yeah. not an interesting study. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be interested in it. I would be too. With the way that, like, your genealogy works, oh, that's not the right word, your DNA, it's been noted in studies that trauma that happens at one generation can get passed down through generation and generation and right. can mutate everything. Generational so it, trauma. Yes. Yeah. It could just be really severe generational trauma from way back in the day when they would sacrifice people. <laughs> That is not where I thought that was going, but okay. Did they actually I didn't think that was where I was going to go with that either, but, like, yeah. (laughs) What if it is? They sacrificed people to Pele, I think, like, way back, and they were also, like, war people. Right. They were warriors. Right. Yeah. Did they, like, go to war amongst themselves, like, amongst the different islands and stuff? I believe so. I'm not great at history, but I think that they did because... Kamehameha was trying to unite all of the islands as a united front, and some of the other leaders of the islands didn't want that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm learning so much tonight. <laughs> I love this. You might not want to take all of that from me, but like, <laughs> no, I, I think you. I think that's historically correct. Everything you say is now fact. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the confidence. <laughs> Just fun fact: we have a lot of those today. <laughs> One of my favorite TV shows called Finding Bigfoot did a video on the Manahune, and they called them the Hawaiian Littlefoot. Oh, that's so cute. I'm going to look that up tonight. That's adorable. I'm going to watch that. It's such a good episode. I'm excited. Oh. Did they find them? They have They have some pretty good evidence, and when you actually stumble across the one big thing of evidence, 
your hair will probably stand on end a little bit just because it's a little bit creepy. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Okay, <laughs> shout out to them. Go watch that episode. Finding Bigfoot, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that on the Menehune. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Which I think might be my favorite legend. I think yeah. it's just so neat. And I always, like, I love fairies. Eventually we're going to do a podcast on fairies, and it will be, like, three hours long. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. <laughs> but the Menehune kind of remind me of that. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Night Marchers. Okay, prepare. This generally makes my hair stand on end just a little bit. It's it's like a it's ghost intense. story. Yeah. Yeah. So, for the Night Marchers, my first note is in all caps, do not look at them. They will kill you. <laughs> very, very wise words. <laughs> <laughs> night Marchers are basically like a ghostly pr- procession of, well, warriors or spirits trying to find a entrance into the underworld so you okay yeah interesting i actually have heard something different oh what is what have you heard i have heard that the night marchers are essentially just really tough spirits like people that have really strong mana such as chiefs or um leaders and warriors who go around to all of the sacred spots on the islands to ensure that they're still being preserved oh interesting Okay, so there's some different different okay. ideas as to who they actually are. Yeah. But I think it's the same for everything, where if you see torches at night or hear drumming or conch shells or... War noises. Yeah. You need to act quickly. Before I tell you what you need to do exactly, if you see, like, really bright glowing torches, then that could mean that there's actually, like, a god amongst the procession. Oh, what's the Hawaiian word for God? Um, I don't think I have it written down. Akua. Akua? Yeah. There could be an Akua in their presence. Yeah. In your presence. If you see that, you know. Be careful. Be careful. So what you need to do, specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh, also they appear in, like, um, historically significant places. There's also reportedly specific times that you're more likely to see them. So, like, in the last four days of the final moon phase, I right. think. Yeah. And... Someone said you're more likely to see them before 4 a.m., but I don't know what the historical reference is for that, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've also heard that even though they float above the ground, they do sometimes leave footprints behind them as they go. Ooh. Which is, like, creepy. That's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also apparently bring sometimes fogs and storms. So, like, if you've ever seen Moana... A part of some of the scenes are, like, the wind. So, like, in the scene where... I don't even remember what scene it is. Maybe I'll just leave it at that. The wind plays part in Moana. Okay. (laughs) So, fun fact. Again, tons of fun facts. (laughs) Moana apparently is pretty accurate to Hawaiian folklore. So, it's also said that when the night marches are nearby, you can either feel a super hot breeze... Or a super cold breeze. Oh, okay. You'll either feel a breeze, but none of the trees or the grass will be moving. So it'll just be you specifically that's feeling it. Interesting. Yes. Okay. It's odd. (laughs) Wow, okay. Also, apparently, the the night marchers don't stop for anything. So if there's a house built in their way, they will walk right through it. Yes. Yeah. Actually, um, if you look at a lot of houses... (laughs) housed <laughs> reportedly if you look at more traditional housing 
there will be two doors. One door will be facing the ocean, and there will be a back door completely opposite to it facing the mountain. Oh. So that when the night marchers march, they are not being blocked by a door. They're just freely able to go through. Right. Because back in traditional times, apparently, (laughs) anything that blocked these traditional, or these, like, quote-unquote gods amongst men was to be like murdered so i read one or maybe i listened to one report that said that even if the shadow of one of these monarchs touched you because they were so special you would be (laughs) bye-bye okay (laughs) so yeah yeah you want to steer clear of all of the um sacred peoples of the night marchers right yes So if you do come across the night marchers at night and you can't just turn around and run for whatever reason. Which is recommended. Yes. Like pay very close attention. Yeah. You need to like get out of there. Yes. But if you can't, kneel on the ground and bow and do not make eye contact. Like under no circumstances. If you do, they will probably kill you. There's sort of a couple like tears to this. So if you for sure, if you know that they're coming and you literally, for whatever reason, cannot get out or you know you can't get out in time, um, you're supposed to get as close to the ground as you can. So it either means like full child's position or like just planking on the ground. (laughs) Like you kind of (laughs) almost want them to think that you're already dead. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have it in here. Do you have the pee in here? I wrote case, so I wrote down, if you do make eye contact, or if you're, like, especially scared, you need to get naked and lie on the ground and play dead. You okay. You need to, like, be as subservient as possible. Yeah. So, it's generally recommended that you get naked anyways. Just, like, strip everything off and get on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you make eye contact or not. But especially, if you realize that you're literally in the middle of the procession, don't look up. <laughs> Do not. Do not look up. Keep your eyes on the ground. Pee. And uh, get naked first. <laughs> get naked first and then pee, yeah. to be clear. <laughs> step, one, step one is to remove clothes. Step two is to pee. Step three is to lay plank. Play plank dead. on the ground. Pretend you're dead. Yeah. It is said that if you are a descendant of one of the people or one of the spirits in the Night Marcher's procession, then they will point at you, they will single you out, and be like, this one is mine, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a specific word for it that I didn't write down. Oh. Probably because I don't know how to say it anyways. Okay. <laughs> but they will be like, this one is mine, this one is a... They're claiming of- you. Yeah, they're claiming you, and that way you can't be hurt. They will not kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. See, again, ancestors looking out for you. Yeah, there seems to be a very strong bond between ancestors and the living. Yeah. I have only seen this in a couple places, and I have not directly been told this by a Hawaiian. So generally speaking, like we said, you only see the night marchers at these very specific times, always at night. However, it's been said that if there is a quote-unquote sacred loved one, you may see them marching during the day to escort this loved one to a sacred place to be released into the spirit world. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what that would like. In my head, I can imagine what they look like at night. Like, are they almost ghosts in general? I imagine they are like white and floating and like glowing. But I don't know what that would look oh. like during the day. So, like, my kind of understanding of them is they kind of just. I always thought that they looked like, you know, tiki's. 
like some really scary oh, tiki's yeah there's some really scary ones right that like give you chills mm-hmm. i always figured that they had like that face with glowing eyes and then a human body that's just really oh. pale and almost translucent Weird. with like the head gear and the feathers and right. the torches and sometimes spears interesting okay cool i've never thought about it that way but i don't think there's really many people that have seen them and are like you know live to tell a tale so (laughs) i don't think so i couldn't really find too much online about people catching them on camera or anything yeah because i think that if you did that you would just die i think so i think that's like really disrespectful to try to catch them on camera all right so i have two small ones before we get into our last big one okay so the omakua in moana you know how her grandmother turned into an eel or stingray? A stingray. A stingray. Yes. Sorry, wasn't quite an eel. No, an eel is long and snaky. Snaky. A stingray <laughs> is different. Oh, actually, fun fact about that: I'm yeah. pretty sure snakes are banned. They're banned. Okay, <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty sure snakes are not a thing that are allowed. Snakes are outlawed in Hawaii. Like as pets or like wild creatures. It's illegal to own a pet snake unless it's safely contained in a zoo. Interesting. Also why there are apparently no snakes on the island. Like if you're going hiking, boars are your concern, not snakes. Hedgehogs are apparently also not allowed in Hawaii. Really? Yeah, which I bring up because I have a hedgehog. Yes, that's interesting. I I would not have known that one. Yeah, weird. (laughs) Did you Google, can I bring my hedgehog when I move to Hawaii? (laughs) (laughs) I did, I was wondering. So the Omakua... Sorry if I say that wrong. But um, in Moana, her grandmother turned into a stingray and was like a... Like, that was her spiritual animal. Um, So basically, there's family gods that each family has in Hawaii. Or certain families have, I guess. Mm. And usually these family gods take the form of an animal, but also sometimes like a plant or something like that. So if a family had a prominent ancestor, their spirit could take the specific form of another creature after they passed. So it's not always one specific animal, but sometimes it is. I think there was um, a family that had up to like 50 different um, (laughs) amakuas. Yeah, but then I think a lot of them only have one. But Mm. generally, these ancestors would take the form of a specific creature and then like come and provide like comfort or assistance to their family Mm -hmm. if they could. So most often they take the form of sharks, turtles, octopi, lizards, and owls. This also isn't like limited to just after passing. This is also said to be years and years and years and years and years down the line. Ancestors from many centuries ago can still come and take this form and visit you. Yeah, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, Hawaiian tattoos are very quote-unquote traditional thing. Mm-hmm. The words traditional, sacred, and spiritual have been used a lot <laughs> by me this time around. Um, but it's kind of like, I think, in some ways, a rite of passage. So when you turn a certain age or you pass a certain milestone in your life, you can get this specific symbol on you, which will link you to your heritage. So like her grandmother... Mm-hmm. had the stingray tattoo i think on her back yeah i think so yeah so that was her linking of herself to her heritage yeah i think at least <laughs> yeah i need to rewatch it i love that movie honestly i wish moana was out when i was like a child i mean i'm, I'm still obsessed with it i've watched it like seven times it's a really <laughs> I good love movie. it so much it's a really good movie 
But um, what we'll get into when we talk about our very last topic, I just, I wish that Moana was out when I was a child because I would have dressed up as Moana and like Maui for everything. <laughs> you could do that now. We can go, like, I would love to do that now. Or something. November. Or just look around. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that. New Year's. <laughs> yeah, I support that entirely. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you heard about the green lady? I actually have. Uh, and okay. I wish that I would have heard this when we were there. Because yeah. we did some things that we probably shouldn't have done when we were there. According to the green lady legends. Like touching literally every single plant I came across. Like that and going off the beaten trail and... <laughs> Getting lost a little bit. <laughs> is that the that is the botanical gardens we went to then, right? I think it's kind of is linked to the main ones. Okay. So like yes. Okay. So. It would have been both of them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So <laughs> we'll explain more. Um. So the Wahia 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 Yeah. Wahia Wa. So in Wahia Wa on Oahu, which is like a part of Oahu, obviously. <laughs> there is a spirit of a lady who haunts the area so specifically there's a botanical gardens there which was the one that we went to i think so yeah we also did go off the path we forced our own path let's say you know i kind of wish that they would have had like a hawaiian like a warning sign like don't do this because of xyz the green lady will come and steal your soul (laughs) they should have had a sign there that said that but they didn't so you know what maybe we're lucky we're fine we did get a bit lost but we got back (laughs) it took took us like two hours to walk that whole trail honestly i think it took us more like three from start to finish i really think so because it was we were gone for a long time it was a really it was a problem it should have taken us half an hour (laughs) 45 minutes (laughs) yeah you live and learn (laughs) that's all i have to say (laughs) So, the green lady. She is covered in green scales and seaweed, and she apparently smells pretty strongly of rot. So, kind of think, like, like river monster. Yeah. She looks... Like pond monster, really, not yeah. river. Yeah. Pond monster. Um, she's been compared to a kappa from Japanese mythology, hmm. which I don't really know what that's about. I don't about, really know what that is either, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. The legend goes that she visited the gardens one day with her children, and they got lost. So she went into the woods, or went into the wilderness to find them, and she eventually just disappeared. She couldn't find them. Yeah, so to dive a little bit deeper into that story, apparently she brought, like, one or two children, first of all, and she ended up losing one. And while she was looking for the first one, she ended up losing the second one. So then she went back home to get all of the rest of her children to come and help because none of the passerbyers were willing to help her find her lost children. So she went home to get her other children to help. And every single one of her children got lost. She ended up just succumbing to her sadness and the wilderness because she wasn't able to find them and she didn't rest until she found them mm-hmm. which she never did <laughs> right. so naturally she's still not resting so now apparently she will steal away any children left unattended in the gardens i've heard also that she's just kind of mean <laughs> she's <laughs> like, kind of mean like if you're just sort of there you know unassuming she might just come and like scratch you or like shove you right like just do, do just generally do something really mean because you 
symbolize the really terrible, mean other human beings that refuse to help her look for her ch- missing children. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which I get. I mean, I'd be pretty upset, too, if my children went missing and no one helped me. She's very reasonable, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the stealing children, but... Maybe don't do that. Uh, no. So, according to research, there are apparently ten, sort of, main gods or deities in culture. Okay. Wine culture. And I'm just gonna run through them really quickly here. So, there's... Um, and I'm sorry if I mispronounce their names. So I think it's Kane, um, who is the father of living creatures. I am also reading this word for word from this website. What is the website? The website is called 2-Hawaii.com. Okay. <laughs> Kane is supposed to be the highest of the four major gods. So when you look at like tikis, there's relatively four tikis that you'll see four tiki faces they're of the four main gods um so the next one is ku which is the god of war he's the scariest tiki obviously um human sacrifices were reportedly made to ku in ancient times (laughs) sorry you just took a bite of food there (laughs) let's move on um akanaloa is the god of the underworld teacher of magic ruler of the ocean they are also um close to kane and then there's Lono, I think that's how you say that, who is the god of agriculture. Also, apparently, fertility, rainfall, music, and peace. So, those four, Kane, Ku, Kanaloa, and Lono, are the four tikis. I believe, <laughs> according to my research. <laughs> Sorry if I'm wrong. Um, and then we kind of get into the others. <laughs> um, so, we have Hina, who is the goddess of the moon. And then there's Laka, who's the goddess of Hula. Ku'ula, who is the god of fishermen. Papa, who is the fertility goddess or um, like Mother Earth. Poliahu, Poliahu, who is apparently one of the four goddesses of snow. Also the rival of the final goddess um, and deity we're talking about, or I'm mentioning. Pele, who is the goddess of volcanoes, fire, lightning, wind, Win, wind, and <laughs> depending on the source, either death or creation. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dumb question. Yeah. Does Hawaii get snow? Yeah. Really? Only on certain spots. So, Poliahu, she only reigns on the top of Ma- Mauna Kea, which is the highest point of all the islands. And apparently, Mauna Kea is also supposed to be the tallest mountain in the whole world if you take it from the base of the sea to the tip of it. Interesting. Yeah. So up there, they have um, a really interesting, I think it's a weather station up there. And it's one of, it was, I think, one of the main stations to detect like disasters. And it does snow there. It's actually currently storming there as we speak. That's crazy. Like hardcore storming. I have um, the HNN news app, so I can tell you exactly what's going on there. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting to me that they have like four gods of snow and one god of lava. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure why. They must have other mountains that snow, but I only am aware of Mauna Kea. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, actually, can I tell you one other thing about um, their Akua, or their gods? Yeah. 
Okay, so you mentioned Papa, who is Mother Earth, essentially. So she fell in love with another god who I think is named Sky, who is <laughs> the Sky, <laughs> okay. obviously. And it's said that they fell in love and created all things, them together, okay. created all things, and that they are still lovers to this day, which you can see because Sky showers her with rain so that she can flourish and provide sustenance for all. That's sweet. I just thought it was so sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. See, believe in love. Believe in love. Aww. <laughs> like you said, the lead-in to our next and final topic, Pele. I need to have a little tidbit of um, <laughs> personal information in here. Okay. I was obsessed with Pele since I was like seven years old and found out about her existence and I'm going to tell the story of what led me to it all, but I can I can tell it later if you'd like. No, tell it now. Okay, I'm so ready. okay. I stumbled across this TV show that had a little segment on Pele, and it said that there was this man who <laughs> he had this kind of broken down old truck, I think, and he was driving along one of the roads, the Hawaiian roads nearest one of the mountains. There's no one on the road and no houses nearby. It's all like farmland, I think. And he saw this lady just sort of standing walking along the side of the road wearing a really flowy dress and she had white hair full white hair she wasn't old she looked young and he just sort of stopped by and asked if she was doing okay and um asked if he could give her a ride somewhere and i i think the story ended up going that she said yes i'm just going up the road so in the car the truck she went they continued on up the road he asked her some questions she answered them suspiciously (laughs) and then something odd happened and he turned to her getting suspicious now that she may have been in akua and um she i think said thank you i'll be getting off here maybe and touched his face and burned him and left (laughs) i don't know why this started my obsession with her (laughs) like it did (laughs) like girl boss (laughs) She, in her mischievous way, will sort of roam around the lands as a human being, testing to see who is a really good person and who is not a good person. If you're a bad person, you get, like, you're you're gone. She she doesn't spare you. If you're a good person, she'll spare you. She'll just burn your face? Well, (laughs) I don't know why she burned his face specifically. I'm thinking that maybe she didn't mean to. Okay. (laughs) It also could be... This is the sign that I'm sparing your entire life. This one burn on your face. Right. I don't know. Almost like a blessing. Yeah. She's just so cool. Something that you two have in common is that Pele <laughs> likes offerings of chin. You're kidding. <gasps> oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> yes. We're so similar. <laughs> I couldn't figure out exactly what breed, but apparently Pele is often seen with a small white dog. Yes. Apparently she's either seen with a with a small white dog as a very frail old lady or as a very frail old lady with a small white dog. There are very few reports of her with as being a young lady with just white hair. Yeah. Okay, I have a lot more information on her than I wrote down that yes. I'm just going to say and then cut From out memory. if I don't like it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of the white dog, there was a... I think it was a weather observatory or something, which might have been the one that you were talking about with the blizzard. Mauna Kea. Um, But they apparently saw 
there was a dog, like a white dog, that would show up and then it would just disappear. And then it would keep doing that when there was like about to be like a disaster or something. Ooh. Yeah. And there was like a picture of the dog and it just looked like a white kind of scruffy looking small dog. Nondescript. <laughs> yeah. Like just a dog. Yeah. Also, I heard it was, I was looking at like how Pele came to be. And it was interesting because apparently she sailed on a canoe that her brothers had made for her because she got banished for either um, stealing her sister's lover or because she had a temper or maybe both. I have heard that it's both. Yeah. Her temper was uncontrollable and she had an obsession with her sister's men. Um, I think she had four sisters or something. A couple, a number of sisters. Yeah. I also don't really understand how a goddess could sail over to the islands from wherever she was on land before. (laughs) Like, wasn't she already a goddess? I kind of think that it's like her father, like, banished her to Earth. Oh. Because then she apparently ran around to all the islands and on her, like, I guess there maybe weren't a lot of islands back then, but she ran around to islands, created volcanoes on them as she was sailing around. She also created volcanoes in the water, which is why there's 137 islands. Right. Okay. Because she just, in her fury, was sailing around, zapping volcanoes into existence. That's so interesting. Okay. (laughs) There's also a lot of similarities between Pele, um, specifically her wandering around the islands and, like, getting rides from people that's a really common myth in a lot of cultures but usually she's known as like the white lady Ooh, that's significantly scarier yeah (laughs) so here we have this legend of a woman hitchhiking at night and if you pull over and help her she'll get in your car um and then you'll keep driving and then eventually you'll look in the mirror and she'll be gone that's like a really really common and variations of that exist all over the world i don't like that one as much that one gave me chills yeah (laughs) that one was scary it's it's creepy it's a creepy one so often when she's especially a younger later lady she's reported to be wearing a red dress and if you stop to help her she'll either vanish immediately or get in your car warn you of danger or give you advice and then vanish or touch your face and leave a burn mark, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, that's something that happens. <laughs> um, oftentimes, these sightings come before, like, volcanic eruptions. So it's kind of seen Makes as, like, a, like a warning. warning. Yeah. And if you see her, you should definitely help her, because she's probably testing you. Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, there were some common misconceptions. And I specifically remember hearing that she would turn into this exceptionally beautiful young lady and lure men to her aid only to then drag them up to the top of the volcano and throw them in can you do that to her what is there like a volcano that's just open (laughs) legally no (laughs) (laughs) legally you cannot throw people into a volcano (laughs) legally you like cannot walk to a volcano no (laughs) (laughs) there's not just like open pits of lava that's i mean i'm sorry like yes (laughs) there are active volcanoes there that you can visit that are like dormant but you can only go there with very very special permission okay so you can't just hike there and see an open volcano no okay no because too many people fall in apparently and go to throw their lovers in (laughs) 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 like that's a real real problem oh man yeah yeah (laughs) ow that's dark um okay anyway (laughs) i think that that's been pretty disproven because i 
did not read any reports of her doing that in yeah. today's date. So I think that was just people, you know, playing up her story. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another interesting fact or idea is that you're not supposed to take pork over Pali Highway, which we went to Pali Pass, and that's also a place where night marchers are supposedly said to appear often. So Pali Pass is a very interesting pass because it's supposedly very very spiritual because mm-hmm. it's where king kamehameha threw off a whole bunch of people it's full of very spiritual energy so that makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't see any when we went there no we did not mm-hmm. thank thank goodness mm-hmm. i feel very happy about that <laughs> i can probably post a picture of the view from pally pass though on our instagram maybe i'll Ooh, do that. that's a good idea i like that so you're not supposed to take pork over Pali Highway because that kind of connects to two different parts of the island. Pele and the demigod Kamapua. Kamapua'a. Kamapua'a. Mm-hmm. Half man, half pig. They apparently dated, but they also or courted or whatever the old term for dating okay. was. Yeah. Um, but they apparently had a pretty bad breakup and decided mm. to never ever see each other again. Oh, terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Pele. <laughs> So now taking pork from one side of Oahu, of Oahu to the other is symbolic of taking him to visit her. Oh no! Yes, terrible. You don't do that. To do that. Mm-mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. So if you do, apparently your car could break down. Oh shoot! Just out of nowhere. Ah and shoot! Then, <laughs> then you can either just throw throw out the pork and just leave it there on the highway, or. <laughs> A little white dog will come trotting up to you, and you can feed the pork to this little white dog, and then you can continue on your way. That is so symbolic. Oh my goodness. Right? Wow. The very last thing I have. Mm-hmm. Pele's curse. So interesting. Yes. <laughs> so, apparently, if you take things from the islands, you will be cursed with misfortune. Specifically lava rocks. This kind of all ties back to everything has its own space in the universe, and... Don't disrupt it. Mm-hmm. Don't take things you're not supposed to. Little story. I once found a clam <laughs> and decided that I wanted to bring it home because no one taught me not to do those things, mm-hmm. to like leave things where they are. It's really funny because I know that this was a clam and I know exactly what it looks like and even today I can still picture it. And I made so sure that mom, because I was like seven, eight maybe, we so sure that mom was packing it safely enough that we could take it home. And then when we got home, it wasn't where she put it in the suitcase. And I remember because I watched because I wanted to know where it was. It was in the suitcase. And then when I asked him about it, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We never had something like that. You Ooh. never saw that. I never saw that. I never packed anything like that. And I was like, no, you did. That's creepy. <laughs> and I can still remember what it looks like. So... I think that was just the natural history just fixing its own self because it didn't, it didn't want, want me to be baby. cursed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's actually really interesting. When we went, I had a lay and your mother decided to pack it in her bag. And then when we got here, it wasn't there. <laughs> yes. I wonder if that's like a similar also thing. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> your mother is either not great at packing things or there's something else going on. Or maybe they took it and confiscated it. Well, it would make sense if they took it. However, like, she remembered packing your lay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was very sure. She checked at the airport. She did, actually. Mm -hmm. And she 
she scolded me for putting my feet on her bag because I didn't realize delay was in it. (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) Apparently, a lot of tourists also send back, like, the things that they take, Mm -hmm. like, routes and stuff. They'll send it back to the islands because they believe that it cursed them because they've had bad luck since it happened. Usually, it's not, like, losing your life bad luck. Usually, it's, like, losing your job or, like, your car breaks down. Also, fun fact about Hawaiian postal services, apparently you can just send a coconut. Like, if you find a coconut, you can just, like, put it to be sent in the mail with, like, an address, and it'll just go. Just like that. Like, not in a box. You don't need to wrap it Just a genuine coconut alone. Oh, I love that. That's funny. I should try that one day. (laughs) See if it works. You get a coconut from me. That's all we have for Hawaiian myths and legends today. There's definitely more, so we could definitely do a part two to this someday. Which I'd love to do. Yeah, it's really interesting. So, thank you so much for listening to Weird Things and Why. And we really hope you enjoyed this episode on Hawaiian myths and legends. Let us know if you know any other ones. I will be posting some photos on Instagram that might be kind of cool for you guys to check out if you wanted to do that. So we do have Instagram (laughs) if you wanted to follow us there. Plug. (laughs) We also have Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook, and it's basically Weird Things Online on everything. Um, You can email us. You can email us. Tell us your opinion. (laughs) At weirdthingsandwine at gmail.com. And we also have a website where you can find all this information, which is weirdthingsandwine.com. I made it. She did great. It's not great. I, I think it's it out, great. <laughs> Check um, it out and then email us about how great it is. <laughs> or how awful it is. Give me tips. I wouldn't mind tips. I mean, we can always grow. Yeah. That's true. It's good to learn. Yeah. Other than that, if you'd like to rate and review us, do that or don't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't like asking for that, but if you wanted to, do it or don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. There is no pressure. <laughs> Judgment, none. Okay, I want to find a way to end the episode because I, I've been doing better with Hawaiian. Aloha oi, malamapono, which is farewell and stay safe, take care. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. okay, well, thank you again for listening. Stay weird. Drink wine. Cheers. Cheers. Stick around for some bloopers and outtakes. Sorry, I realized I didn't say cheers either of the times before. I was like, why do we keep doing this? <laughs> it's been like over two months. That's crazy. Well, we're mm. back and better than ever. Refreshed, not recycled. <laughs> or reused. No. <laughs> Captain Cook reportedly visited the islands. He reportedly messed up the islands, from my understanding. I'm not surprised. No. No. He paid for it in the end, though, so it's fine. Okay, all right. So, um, CaptainCookSociety.com. Oh, that's that's going to give you accurate and non It feels like it's a little bit biased, but... <laughs> <laughs> they specifically say that the Hawaiian Islanders who did kill Captain Cook did not eat him. However, they did cook part of his body. Because his name was Cook. Do you think that's why they did it? You're like, they're like, oh, this will be funny. Because <laughs> that's a Not laughing now, are you, cook? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they actually did it because um, they believe that the power of a man's body was in his bones, which is interesting. I don't think I've heard that from Hawaiian lore, but I don't know. They cooked him so that they could easily remove his bones because they 
the powers in the bones. So they wanted to remove them and place them somewhere. I think that using the term cooked, they're trying to get a certain reaction out of people who say that because they really just cremated him. Like, you could use the term cremated. Actually, yeah, that's, and it has, that's like, probably accurate. Yeah, it has so much less negative connotations than cooking a human. <laughs> <laughs> like, cremating a human is like, okay, but cooking isn't. But they really just, cremation is the same as cooking. That's mm-hmm. really gross, but it's true. Well, facts are facts. <laughs> OMG phalanges. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like most men. <laughs> Sorry, I'll cut that out. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Like a She's hickey. just so cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly like a hickey. <laughs> That's a blooper. <laughs> you know, I was like, wow, I feel so smart today. <laughs> just kidding. I do not anymore. It's gone out the window. Bye-bye. <laughs> um. <laughs>